0: You know what? Oh, boy. Here we go.
1: I hope this is working better. Can y'all hear me? I dropped down to two listeners. CastBox, what's going on? CastBox is a... CastBox is a bit of a mess today. Jesse says, "I hear you twice." Hey, Melanie. Hey, sorry. Can you hear me okay?
0: Yeah. At first, it wouldn't let me. I could have tried to call, and it wasn't letting me. But now, it finally did.
1: Okay, Jesse was hearing me twice, but not anymore. And Thanks. Naomi said she couldn't hear me, but I think we got it resolved. You yeah. know,
0: it's
1: being a little wacky today.
0: It is. I'm glad it's everybody, and not just me, because we got new. Uh, we've got a new mode that's
1: supposed to be faster and better and it's making everything worse. Yep. Here we go. Jesse. Hey, there you are. Hello.
2: Finally, man, I've been trying to get in. Yeah. The desktop yeah. wouldn't let me in. And then I tried the cast box app and I wasn't hearing anything on that end. So I was probably part of that people that couldn't hear you.
1: Well, that's okay. I think I had, I think I had something, uh, Funky on my end going on, too. So it's all good. It's all good. We're here now. Hey, here we go. Were you guys able to hear the intro song? How important is the intro? Should I do it again? No.
2: Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) You have to, but this feels like the actual start of the show. Hey, intro.
1: Come on! Now guys. it's real. That doesn't that doesn't get you amped up? Huh? That doesn't get you amped up? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it gets me amped up for Wednesday because that's what today is. Wacky wacky. Half- halfway through. Is the- that still half- a joke? No. <laughs> I mean, it is. I guess if it has
2: to be. Ah, <laughs> uh, darn it! Now I got to retire that joke.
1: Oh, I've got so much stuff, <laughs> so much stuff on my desk. I can't even move. Um. Wow. So, okay. Here's what's going on, everybody. Welcome to the L- Grawlix Lunchbox Live. I'm Randy, and I'm joined by my Grawlix podcast co-hosts, Jesse and Melanie. Hi, you two. Hi. Hi. you. Hi, also, you two. I decided to start just announcing your guys' names because it, the other way always leads to awkward pauses because <laughs> nobody's ever ready for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. <laughs> this...
2: This just uh, leads to us responding at the exact same time to you announcing us.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe I'll stagger it next time. Um, so today we had movie homework. I see Maggie has joined in. the list. Wow, my, our listeners are very low today. I feel like we had more. And then I did a reload. That's okay. You know what? Maggie's here. I think I see Matt D was here. The people that matter are here.
3: Aww.
2: yeah it's quality not quantity
1: that's right hey oh maggie all right so we did a we did some movie homework well actually melanie did you get a chance to watch it i did okay um we did some movie homework and we're going to talk about it and uh, i'm very curious to if you know listeners got a chance to watch it to hear what they think i have a feeling I don't think a lot of people will necessarily hate this movie, but I have a feeling it is the kind of movie that it's kind of going to be one way or the other.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So what we're talking about, well, let's just jump into it. Um, I keep getting, it just keeps saying like everybody's joining, is joining, somebody's joining, joining again. Weird. Well, it's not my fault this time. <laughs> Uh, So what we're talking about is we decided to watch Unicorn Store on Netflix. Now, apparently this is a movie that was made in 2017, and it seems like it floated around for a while before it found a distributor, and that distributor, I guess, was Netflix.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder why.
1: Oh, oh, I think we get... <laughs> I have a feeling we know how Melanie's opinion is going to go. First up, a little inf- a little more information. Hold on here. Let me get the. Uh... <laughs> Maggie has
2: some strong opinions about this movie as well.
1: Oh wow! I'm, uh, i interesting. Maggie, you are always a surprise. I never know which way you're going to go on some things. All right, unicorn That's good. store. You keep us guessing. Overview. A woman named Kit moves back to her parents' house where she receives a mysterious invitation that would fulfill her childhood dreams. This stars, and this is kind of the reason we watched it, is because it's, uh, it stars Brie Larson and Samuel L. Jackson. But it also stars Joan Cusack, Bradley Whitford, and ooh. <laughs> Mamadou Athie. His, we'll Virgil. call him Virgil. His name was. I'm so <laughs> we'll sorry. I need a name interpreter. So. <laughs> <laughs> is that um, a job that people can have? Yeah, well, you know what? There's a need.
3: There's a, there's <laughs> I a agree. Demand.
1: I agree. Where's my supply? Okay, so this was written by Samantha McIntyre and something I didn't realize till the end credits rolled. Directed by Bree Larson.
0: What was it? Oh. Yeah
1: yeah um so okay i found that very interesting and that actually colored my opinion of the movie after the fact a little bit but i have a reasoning uh-huh. for it not not just blind weird brie larson hate which you know i get why she gets that because <laughs> her public image isn't the best but uh no just because okay unicorn store first up i guess without Let's let's avoid like there's a major spoiler. Let's try to avoid that. But what did you guys think of Unicorn Store? Whoever wants to start first.
0: Um, I think that I should not say because you're going to have to bleep me out, but we can't cause we're live. So, uh,
1: so it sounds like you're taking the Maggie stance.
0: Well, I didn't see what Maggie's said Cause I she
1: said, she said total
0: crap. It was, total crap. it was total crap. It was, I agree. It was like, it was like, <laughs> I didn't watch, uh, Um, Lady in the Water, one of those things where I'm like, this just sucked away an hour of my life and I want it back.
1: Interesting. Uh, (laughs) Rainbow Sparkles, which (laughs) has a a picture of a gnome, so I'm guessing that's Matt D. It was interesting. (laughs) There was some interesting character development. Are we really going to get like the women hated this movie, even though that is clearly who this movie is for? And the men are
0: like, yeah, it was okay. (laughs) I think so. Yeah, this, woman, this woman, this movie wasn't for women. This woman movie was for, like, eight-year-old girls or something. It's crap. So something
1: I... I did it anyway, but just because I was curious, especially after see, I seen it, it was directed by Brie Larson, like, what opinions were on this movie? So I looked up on Letterboxd, and the reviews are very... There are middle-of-the-road reviews, but there are so many, like... I'm bawling right now. I loved it, and then so many, and then so many like that really just kind of have an axe to grind with Brie Larson.
2: But, what does it say? Like, are they legitimate uh, criticisms, or are they? There were just some after and the fact
1: course, anger. There were some, and then there were, of course, a few that were just like. I don't know. To be fair, she's ruining were, movies. There were a few that started like it was like a three-star review, and they started just ranting about how they hated her, and then berating her for, you know, oh, where's all the uh, women of color she supports in this movie? Blah blah blah. And then they actually give the movie a positive review. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess there's that. However, um, the general consensus I've seen a lot is that this movie is. Like, who is this movie for? Which is exactly what you're saying, because it's too adult for little children, and it's too child childish for adults. Laura, we are talking about Unicorn Store on Netflix. Brie Larson, Samuel Jackson. Which, by the way, I unintentionally did the most mind bending Samuel Jackson double feature yesterday because I accidentally got sucked into the extended cut of Hateful Eight, (laughs) and then was like. And then it was like, oh crap! I need to watch Uticord Store, so I watched that. Very interesting, Samuel L. Jackson. Very no, different, double L yeah. Jackson. Very...
3: Samuel <laughs> double, double, double L. Jackson.
1: That's what that's called. It's a Samuel L. Jackson. No, very interesting Samuel double feature. Uh, Rainbow Sparkles. If you look at it as more of a coming of age story, where a person goes from being child minded and fresh out of college to accepting the world, well, uh, that you mean that was this point of this movie?
3: What?
0: <laughs> no, that yeah, it is. What? it's what? very. Yeah, uh, I'm recording. Okay, thanks. Sorry.
1: I heard. I heard a Melanie dad. Uh, so,
2: <laughs> um, so yeah, is there like a synopsis for this thing?
1: <laughs> I, I already gave it. I already gave it. Oh,
3: did you? Did you? Um, okay. I,
1: yeah. So I'm gonna say, because so Melanie didn't like it. No. And then we derailed the conversation like we do. I So I'll lead with what I gave it on Letterboxd. I gave it three stars. And the reason I gave it three is because it felt more like a two and a half. It was really, for me, just down the middle of the road. But I was like You know, there were a couple painful moments, but I didn't hate watching it. There were a few things that um that I kind of enjoyed there were some things that should have been funny that weren't, but there was maybe a couple laughs for me. So I was like, "Eh, it wasn't a horrible experience. I'll give it three out of five. And honestly, in two weeks, I probably won't remember much about the movie. That's why, you know, not higher, but I I didn't hate watching it. So uh, I kind of, that opening, the opening, like her whole, her whole art school thing started the bar low hey paul yeah we we're having the same issues with technology so it's all good um but yeah so we're talking about unicorn store by the way but yeah after that opening scene the bar was pretty low and it didn't get worse for me i think i feel like it kind of got better and also i didn't know what to expect from brie larson and i think her performance is okay like she Emoted, a couple times. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, well, she's not terrible. She, her real life personality just kind of sucks, but she's not a horrible actress. Well,
2: Maggie. she was actually better at this, I think, than she was in in Captain Marvel. Hot take.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen Captain Marvel, but uh, she was okay. But she, again, it was like she was like a child, and I I don't understand where this coming of age thing is because she didn't seemed to change at all to me in the whole thing. Um, nobody really did. Uh, so that was part of it. And then uh, but another thing is, the only thing in here that, that was any somewhat interesting to me at all was her boss and his, like, deadpan everything. Uh, that was fun. But that was it. That was the only thing in here that I, that I enjoyed. And and I, I wish Samuel L. Jackson wouldn't take every job that they offer him because he's better than this.
1: I mean, is he, though? He's, yes, yes, he is. I, think he was, I, I liked him in this. I thought he was
2: great. <laughs> I especially like when he's like, you are the most selfish person.
1: Okay. Maybe, there, maybe there are people with jobs. Oh, when he went Samuel, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. He, like, he, yeah. Okay, so Maggie said, I didn't get that at all. I felt this movie was an homage to everything wrong with current generations, the inability to accept it, that at some point you have to grow up and that the world does not revolve around you. Uh, Rainbow Sparkle says, "I remember. I will remember. Stick in the box. It is so revolutionary." <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, Maggie. That is the one thing wrong with the current generation. Uh, Paul. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you are replying to. Um. Oh, but he I likes but money.
2: I... It's Samuel Jackson likes money.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, he does.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Maggie says she fought to be unique and different at the expense of everyone else. Okay. So here, uh, first off, I feel like I'm skipping over Jesse. What did you think? What's your overall, what, did, you, did you enjoy uh, it? <laughs> I'm hesitant to say that I did.
2: <laughs> I, did li- I did like it. So, um, but I, I also like upon further thought would, would give it about. I would say it's about a three, but like I have that initial, like, um, emotional response like the first thing i did uh, after finishing it was uh text one of my buddies who's a dad of all girls i says and i was like it's it's super quirky and it's right up his alley and i i was like hey have you seen this movie because this has got your name written all over it and so i you know i mean i i kind of marked out for this movie it's not it's not super great and it's not something that i'm probably going to watch over and over and over again but like i feel like it did what it was intending to do like i you know and and i guess that's what we're arguing right now is what what was the intent of this movie um but for me it was kind of like uh it was like the 40 year old virgin but for girls
1: (laughs) sort of but not as raunchy no definitely not yeah uh so matt says i work in a deadpan office so that is relatable to me i did enjoy the boss I almost although I I liked Virgil's character he seemed very affable but he was great. I kind of was on board before and I suspected because that's the cliche way for it to go that it, he was just going to be kind of a harasser. But I was kind of on board for this weird romance between her and this super weird deadpan boss guy, but it didn't go that way. Now um He also, Matt also says, I think the best part is when she realizes that, uh, in terms of being so, uh, I guess self-centered or selfish and starts to be a better person. So here's my issue 40 year old virgin meets office spaces, Paul, here's my, Uh, this is, and I was, I said this in the growlicks, we have a little chat on the side, um, for us hosts sometimes. And I I said this is basically it was a fine watch, but the more I thought about it after the fact, the less I kind of liked it. So my issue is it does have a character arc, but it feels so artificial and just kind of there. And it doesn't feel it doesn't really feel genuine. And I think my big issue with this movie is the main character Part of it is it, it being Brie Larson. Not because I have like an ax to grind against her. That's a weird way to say that. An ax. How do you. Whatever. Not because I. An ax to grind. Yeah. Have an ax to grind against her. Because <laughs> she's. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. Uh, so. <laughs> I had a good one. But I can't say it. I have to grind. No. Hey, I know, know exactly line. where you were going with that. But. Uh, I <laughs> feel. So. Yeah. Hey Naomi. Naomi you're back. Uh, we're talking unicorn store. Um, so. Maggie says, honestly, I felt that her final acceptance was so begrudged and forced, it was fake, like a small child dragging their feet. No, yeah, I would agree with that. That is kind of why I say it feels artificial.
0: Well, I don't even see that she has an arc. Her, her arc was I, I'm an individual and I should just be myself, too. I'm just an individual and I should just be myself. There was like nothing, the only thing in between was people weren't, weren't uh, happy about her and she was depressed about it. I mean, and then she got over it. That's
1: all that it was. Paul says it just doesn't pull you in as a viewer. Naomi says no. Maggie agrees with Melanie. Uh, I lost track of what I was going to say, but oh, another issue is so the way she her the character acts, she is super childish. Like I mean, that's kind of the point, but it's ridiculous. And I'm like, not to say Brie Larson can't pass. For a young woman. She is still a young woman. But she seemed way too old. For the character they're trying to portray. Like. Honestly. For like the first five minutes. Of the movie this popped in my head. And the rest of the movie didn't prove it wrong. But I was like so this is a movie about. A developmentally challenged. Woman with schizophrenia. Um, (laughs) And to be honest. Yeah, kinda, kinda. <laughs> she seems stunted in a way where it's like Virgil. Maybe it's gonna be weird if you hook up with her, um, because let's see.
0: See, that's why you should need to get your kids a pet. So,
1: <laughs> so then I was curious. I was like, well, how old? Not that it matters how old she actually is, but how old is the character supposed to be? Because she just got back from art school, I guess. But how old's Brie Larson? Uh, she's 29. So she was 27 when they made this. 27. I I guess I remember me at 27. I remember me at 30-something. And I'm still pretty childish. But 27's too old like for her to be going through that. I don't know. Just to be betrayed that, portrayed that way. Especially, like, she still has the teenager, I'm going to be, uh, you know, ugh, I can't stand my parents. Uh, and I'm just going to be rude to them for no reason. That whole thing. And it's like, at 27, you should be well past that.
0: Yeah, and who gets mad at their parents because they don't give them a unicorn?
1: And who gets
2: mad at Bradley Whitford and Joan Cusack because they are treasures?
0: That's true. I agree.
1: I did enjoy, I mean, Bradley Whit- Whitford's fine, but Joan Cusack is, yeah, I'm glad she still pops up and stuff because she's great. Oh. Rainbow Sparkle says, Audrey Plaza may have been better in the role. Yeah, I mean, it does seem appropriate. I mean, she's definitely still older than what, the, Audrey pa- Plaza can pull something off like that off, but I think it would change, the, it, you'd have to change the tone of the movie for it to make, to, for it to work. Paul says, and now it's a whole different movie. Excuse me. Maggie says, (laughs) agreed. Like, girl, you are in college. Get a freaking grip. She didn't even have the excuse of a mental disablement. See, that's what I'm saying. I feel like she should have because I think she was mentally disabled. (laughs) I feel like, yeah. Um, Matt says 19 to 22 would be my guess. Exactly.
0: And, you know, I like Virgil. But he was a really like flat character. There wasn't really anything to him. That kind of sucks.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Virgil seemed like that actor is pretty awesome. Like he seems interesting, and his char- Virgil, the character seemed interesting. But there, you don't get anything. There's nothing mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. And even what we have to our main character, really, honestly, she's pretty flat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to be a rebel for no reason. Maggie says, uh, Matt says they are, I loved all. I'm not sure what that's in response to. Maggie says she was spoiled. She was a spoiled, stupid brat who needed a swift kick in the butt. The whole film.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I
2: kind of want her vacuum though.
1: You
0: kind of want a vacuum. Oh, uh, okay.
2: <laughs> a mystic vac. I'm on board. Well, I
0: like to vacuum anyway. But
1: I want a Dyson. Sorry, what did I miss? I had to step, <laughs> had to step away and turn off the AC. I, I want a I want a Mystic Vac. Oh yeah, I want a vac pack. I want, I want a yeah, Dyson. yeah,
2: that's where I thought that was going to go. It's like, oh, we like that idea. We like the vac pack idea. Yeah, but
0: they wanted they wanted Dicky
1: winning, so that it does seem realistic a little bit. Yeah. Well, her vacuums were ugly though. Yeah. You could do a glittery va- glittery vacuum, but it looked like you let an eight-year-old loose with a craft kit. Come yeah. on. Come on. That yeah. whole thing like, was ridiculous. I don't
0: care even, though, it, even though like, this... You're not going to get all the glitter out. No. See,
1: that's the angle she should have took. It'll get all the glitter out, which is impossible. But So, you know, that's a good selling point.
3: Yeah.
1: Jesse you still there se- se- seem seemed like you could yeah off. oh uh no, yeah, w- my thought was that
2: um this this movie, even though it 's kind of like about reality versus fantasy and where the two bleed together, like their vision of reality, there was nobody that was like truly like l- i mean like everybody was camp- campy, like, yeah, there was nothing real about anyone in this, like the closest thing to real. Was maybe the farmer guy uh, that that tried to <laughs> sell a them. Hey, yeah, he's the point. closest thing to a real person that we get. Everybody else is uh, is hyperbole and he's
0: literally
3: uh, some scene, kind of
1: stereotype. Bit, yeah, one scene bit character.
0: The kids in the camp that were supposed to be, you know, there for I don't know trauma reasons. Even they, okay, they were they didn't even. I mean, they seemed more real than some people, but even they didn't really seem like actual right. teenagers.
1: Let's see. Uh, Paul says maybe she led a secret shattered life before we were introduced to her. So social development was stunted. Maybe. Gee, that kind of backstory would be interesting for fleshing out a, a, a full character. But we didn't get that in all, at all. Maggie says, Sart we got home video of her growing up in a princess dress painting on the walls all the time. That's all we got. That's all we know about her. Um, Maggie, sorry, I really did not like this film, if you couldn't tell. Matt says, Kirby is still my favorite vacuum. <laughs> Maggie says, uh, to Paul... Oh yeah, Maggie basically just said what I said, but she said it before me, so I guess I stole her thought. I'm sorry. Uh, then there should have been some sort of flashback to show that. Um, Paul says, I agree, I'm just trying to polish a turd. <laughs> Paul then asks, could it be an exaggerated look at today's society? I mean, obviously they're going for kind of a stylized, not complete. I mean, it's not supposed to be completely grounded. The problem is it, it is going for like a coming of age story, but it feels like that coming of age just comes way later for the character than it probably should. That makes it seem a little odd, but also it is trying to be like this important message for a certain generation and reading through the reviews, people are there are a lot of people that latch onto it and like, oh, it hit me so hard, and it's like, well, but it's such a thin, on uh, subtle, and kind of what's the word? I don't know. I don't know. It's just such a thin way to go about that message.
0: What what age? group then is it that's liking it because uh,
2: I don't understand probably 40 year old dudes
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently yeah 30, 30 40 year old guys you know a lot of it a lot of the people on letterbox that gave it super high stars it was a lot of women and a lot of weird references to you unicorns and lesbians which I didn't I don't understand that connection but that's okay but uh it was a lot of women. Well,
2: unicorn is a term. But I don't remember what it means. Okay. Unicorn is like the...
0: the uh, I got you know it. I can't, I
1: can't give it uh, Maggie says at Paul... W- well, she does think the movie showcases showcased an issue with today's generation. This whole movie was Brie Larson's character fighting not to grow up, hurting everyone in in her path, and only after she's burnt so many bridges does she finally begrudgingly accept it. Yeah, but here's... And this is a little bit of something that bothers me about the movie. Is I'm not saying that's not a valid point, but it... I don't know if at the point... I don't know that the movie's purpose was to showcase an issue with today's
0: generation. I don't think it can, because it, today's generation isn't like that. They're... They're they've been exposed to way more negativity than that person ever was in her entire life
2: as like, she's an eighties trapper keeper
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, well, and that's another thing the age thing doesn't like she watches cartoons that are too old for her, but whatever um but that's that's not just that's not just today's You've heard that story at least since Gen X generation and on, maybe earlier, but I don't know. I'm not going to touch earlier generations, but well, anyway, I, I do have a lot today. Of, <laughs> I, I do have a lot of complaints because, upon reflection, it was a pretty thin movie, and there were points. I mean, I had the same thoughts while watching it, but I was like, "It's innocent enough. It's fine." Uh, Paul says it's just bad storytelling. I I really wish... So, I really wish it would have embraced this colorful glitter aesthetic more um, and went yeah. more stylized. I feel like if you just really embraced it trying to like touch on this fantasy thing, I wish it could have embraced that more. And from a more stylized point of view, I get this is Brie Larson's first directorial debut or whatever, but I guess you only get one directorial debut, but uh, Maggie says, I disagree. I think that one of the issue with today's society is a lack of personal responsibility. We are constantly told by today's media that you should be able to be you in every single way no matter who you hurt or destroy, by passing compassion and balance with those around you. And that was Larson's character. I mean, I agree that's Larson's character. Um, and... See, we're almost getting into a completely different discussion here. And this is one that I often have beef with, is because anytime somebody... And this just becomes... No, no, it's okay, Maggie. You don't have to shut up. But it just becomes... The problem with kids today you could say that for a many generations we heard it
2: when we were growing up i'm sure the previous generation heard it when they were growing up like kids just don't understand
0: yeah it's like uh it's like the reverse of uh the will smith song
2: yeah it is it is i want to hear him do that version now now that he's an, uh, now that he's I a do- parent
1: Paul says I feel I felt like they couldn't nail down a direction they wanted the film to go and just said let's do them all mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I really wish like th- if you're going to go colorful glittery character who seemingly falls into fantasy land or has uh, not really it's not like she has fa- fantasy halluc- hallucinations necessarily, but man, that would have been a much more interesting way to go with it. And also if if the movie's goal is to point out a problem with quote unquote t- modern society or t- today's generation or whatever it wants to be, not to get into spoilers too much, but the end one hundred percent undermines that. Right. Maggie says, right. my, "My takeaway is that it's a poor excuse for a film and should fade into obscurity."
3: <laughs>
2: All what about pictures. what about the store the, what do we, what do we think about that whole dynamic with uh with the storekeeper and the is it or isn't it imaginary like it, it feels like uh and I know I know because people love this movie so much uh <laughs> you're going to love this comparison but it feels kind of like big Tom Hanks is you know, I mean yeah big uh, in that you've got this mystical element and it's present the entire time but it's, it's just kind of in the back of your mind more than... Maggie says, I never saw Big. You, you're <laughs> blowing my mind. You're blowing my mind,
1: Maggie. Oof. Big it's, is interesting. It's better than this. It's better it than better, this. But it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> this is like... I mean, this is the anti-Big. It's the adult who won't grow up, whereas Big is the kid who wants to grow up too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Maggie, you should watch big it's It's enjoyable Yes, yeah. eighties, but it doesn't fall into too many of like I, I don't feel like it has well, there are some weird things, but whatever that's
2: yeah, it, it didn't it didn't completely age well, but you know yeah.
1: it, not as poorly as some eighties comedies. Eighties yeah. comedies are a danger zone in terms of like how well they age, but big did okay, yeah,
0: yeah. it's got some weird like uh statutory rate type into the though. That's well, that's the weird
1: part. Yeah. <laughs> that's the weird part. But
2: yeah. you have to think of it with an 80s mindset, I guess, of of that's not how it was intended when when she makes certain comments.
1: See, and but, yeah. if I was Virgil in the movie, we're talking in Unicorn Store. I'd be thinking, is she going to turn back into a little girl at some point? And I'm going to feel real weird about this whole thing. <laughs> <Because> that's, <laughs> that's the way she acts. Oh, my God. That would have totally changed this movie. Mannequin is great. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Paul says it aged <laughs> better than mannequin. <laughs> well, yeah, but mannequin maybe maybe not aged so well. Um, they have a giant floor piano. Yeah, we did. We we uh, Jasper and I. Who did we have on that episode? Uh, Dustin, and Dustin. Dustin Smothers. Smothers. Uh, we did a Grellic Cinematic Universe episode on Big and Jack and Jack. Oh God, Jack. Ugh. Yeah, Big and Jack, which is a good double feature. Speaking about, you know, Jack's weird, but it's basically Robin Williams playing a child, which sounds great on paper. Not a good movie. Big, however, was a great rewatch. We had a lot of fun with that one. Here, Yes.
0: I'm going to hang up. If I call back in on my phone, will you answer me? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm going to work.
1: Oh, well, you don't ha- Yeah, okay. You, yeah. Yeah? I'll, I'll answer if you call back in on your phone. Okay. I'd, I'd rather have you do that than text. Yeah, okay. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks for joining us, Melanie. Yeah. Paul says, I prefer toys. I've never actually watched toys.
2: Toys is, is bizarre, too. It's it's interesting, though. I, li- I like toys. It was good. But I also like this, so <laughs> I'm a weirdo, and you should take my opinion with a grain of salt.
1: All right, well, now the woman's gone, we can say what we really feel about you. <laughs> in, in store. <laughs> I love oh. this movie. <laughs> you, you know, it's liar. so funny that yeah, <laughs> It's so funny that Maggie and Melanie both just so despise this movie because this is on a bash like that's one thing. This is on unabashedly a girl film and that maybe that's sexist for me to say, but uh, clearly that's what they're going for. You know, with the well, it's kind of like the uh, it's
2: like the endgame it's like that endgame scene where we were all like, hey, it's okay to have the girl power moment. And then most of our female listeners are like, no, it, it was demeaning. It talked down to the entire thing that they were trying to set up. It was stupid.
1: Paul says, my daughters hated it.
2: Yeah, um, there you go.
0: See?
1: Oh, Naomi says, I love toys. Uh, so, Melanie, Melanie's back. Yep. Yeah, that unicorn movie sucked. <laughs> okay no anyway i know i i I talked a lot of trash on it because like i said i don't know it's just one of those movies where it's fine i my my general opinion it's fine there's a lot of issues and that's the issues are what's interesting to me in terms of a discussion so you know sometimes i gotta hate on something even if i kind of enjoyed it Uh, we can move on though if you want yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think
2: we've we've talked about this as much as we need to. <laughs> probably more. Much yeah, more.
1: Totally. Maggie says, yes, please.
2: <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, guys. If you didn't watch this movie or you hated this movie and we we, we talked about it anyways, ad, ad nauseum.
1: Paul says it definitely opened a dialogue. I mean, to be honest, I'm glad Melanie and Maggie and it seems like Paul was not super fond of it. I'm glad you guys made it easy for me to gripe about the things that did bug me about it. I was a little, I mean, it could go either way where if everybody loved it, I didn't want to be like the jerk. But then again, you know, whatever. Oh, okay. So let's get on a a, a couple. It's nice to have an adult discussion about something. That's definitely not our general MO. (laughs) (laughs) We try, we try. We're not good at it, but we try. All right. So, movie news. I don't have a whole lot. There's just one thing I noticed today, and it's a bummer. But uh, oh Rucker, yeah, Rucker Hauer Hello? passed away.
2: Oh, yeah, and did you? Uh, somebody pointed out to me that uh, he lived just as long as his uh, character in Blade Runner. What? Because his character in Blade Runner, Blade Runner, took place in
1: 2019. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Interesting. Oh god, Blade Runner was twenty nineteen. Yeah. Where's our replicants? Where's everything? Everything.
2: We missed out on all those Jaws sequels too from Back to the Future.
1: Maggie says I shed a tear. Like tears in the rain. In a rain.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, Rucker. W- what?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why is our future? <laughs> uh, Hello. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. Your phone thing sounding weird. A little bit. Am I here? Yeah. Can you hear us? We're trying to hear you. I'm guessing she can't hear us.
2: Hey, uh, Paul. Paul Harder also in the chat says, "Call back to the other day. Snipes is telling people to chillax over the bill uh, over the blade casting." I added the chillax because he, it's he said that verbatim.
1: Hey, Melanie, can you hear us? Huh? Can you hear us at all?
2: All right. I'm guessing she
1: cannot. No, I just hung I hung up on her because... Uh, that, that seems super rude. I'm going to send her a message.
2: So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Blade, he went on to Twitter and uh, he basically said, it's all good and uh, everybody should chill. And he appreciated the outpour of love and support for him because everybody knows that uh, he's been wanting to do another Blade sequel for quite a long time. And, uh, you know, so I, I could... I could see him being a little salty about this, about them casting uh, a new guy without even contacting him. But uh, he he had a very classy response on Twitter or wherever he released his response. And uh, it's all good.
1: Cool. Well, no, that's good. I mean, I I guess you could be salty about it, right? But I was going to say, he doesn't really have a choice. But no, that's good. That's good. To be fair, though he
2: didn't throw any shade that I could see.
1: Uh, Paul also says Arrowverse added three big names to uh, for their upcoming crossover.
2: Yeah, man they're they're adding all sorts of crazy names. Um, They added well, we talked about the Brandon Routh thing, um, I believe on Monday. Um, Also, they added Linda Carter and. Tom Welling. I'm not sure if I covered the three that you were thinking of, Paul, but uh, Tom Welling from Smallville and Linda Carter from the original, or not the original, but the 70s uh, Wonder Woman. Also, um, well, well, we talked about Burt Ward as well, I think. Yeah, Burt Ward is uh, is going to, and I, I looked into that, Burt Ward is going to play the Robin from, from basically the 66, uh, but Of course, just like in real life, uh, that Batman died on that earth. So all sorts of uh, Arrowverse crossover. Well, yeah, basically DC television um, history right there. Cool. Could be a lot of fun.
1: All right. Pulling out the stops for arrows. Final season. I fell off of arrow so long ago. Well, I guess to be fair, I fell off of all of them, but I was enjoying legends and flash anyway, but right. I'll I'll binge through a bunch of it at some point Flash
2: is is doing pretty well. I mean, out of the, you know, like it's the most consistent in terms of quality. Um, I really enjoy Legends. Legends has become maybe my favorite of the three, just because it's so bonkers. Like, they just do, especially this last season, including John Constantine and making it all about, like, magic stuff. <laughs> like, multiversal magic creatures are are uh, bleeding into the real world, and the, the Legends have to go throughout time to collect them. And that was super campy and crazy and funny.
1: Uh, Amaresh asked when I'm assuming wondering about when the uh, Arrowverse crossover is happening and I'm not sure that there's a specific date set it'll just be in this next season
2: yeah it's usually a little ways into the fall TV schedule
1: Paul says flash is still strong legends is legends and arrow went sappy for a bit I mean yeah that's kind of the way I okay
2: Um, I'm not throwing a big recommendation to get caught up on Arrow, but it's there.
1: It's there. Uh, Maggie says, the Invader Zim movie teaser trailer dropped yesterday. Very excited. I didn't even know that was a thing.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I I saw it, but I didn't um, watch the trailer yet. I saw the
1: news. I just got a voice message from Melanie, and uh, I don't think her audio quality was going to improve much, so... (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, now you do, and you are better for it," says Maggie.
2: Yeah, we'll have to look it up.
1: Oh boy!
2: Did you watch a lot of Invader Zim when it came out?
1: Uh, not a or... whole lot. I'm familiar yeah. with it, and it was cool. But I, yeah, I don't know. It just—I think it just fell at a weird time. And I didn't didn't watch. I don't know. I didn't have cable at the time, or something, or sure was it on cable? I don't know what it was on. Yeah, I think I think so.
2: What was it? Is it Nickelodeon?
1: I don't know. I'm just kind of combing here, real, combing through real quick. Normally, I have more news stories picked out everybody before the show. Um, but what well, do we want to do? Uh, Open ended uh, conversation questions from the notes? Then sure.
2: Are you still? Are you looking for? Yeah, I mean, we can do that no, while you're looking for have, news. I
1: don't even listen. I don't even have my notes up. I don't know what's going on.
2: (laughs) Okay, so, uh, I mean, we kind of touched on this a little bit in just in the outro news on Monday. There were all sorts of like toy um, uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusive toy um, news, you know, or announcements or previews or whatever. And I just kind of hinted at it in the after show last time. Uh, But there were. You know, like they do this whole exclusive San Diego Comic Con thing. Uh, Is there anything that you have seen out there that you thought, um, "Oh, that's really cool," and I've got to have that? Or are there a bunch of uh, San Diego Comic Con exclusives that you're like, you just kind of scratch your head and and wonder why, who who is asking for that, and why why did you make it? Um, So, for example, uh, one of the things that that uh, annoys me about the San Diego comic-con uh, exclusive idea is that they will take properties uh, like th- the main example. And we've talked about this on the show, especially with like Dustin Smothers, who we referenced earlier, they'll take uh Funko. will take these characters and they will uh, release them as Funko pops. And you can, you can collect them, that kind of thing. But some of them make a lot of sense as exclusives, like, I'm trying to think of a good San Diego comic-con exclusive, uh, Conan, uh, from the late night talk show, they do interesting things with San Diego comic-con exclusives where every year he dresses up as a different character and invades comic-con. And then you can buy a Funko pop of that Conan character at, san diego comic-con that makes sense because it's like a it's it's a time sensitive exclusive type of experience uh what doesn't make sense to me is when these toy companies will buy up a character and now that's their san diego comic-con exclusive so like space ghost zorak and brack all came out all space ghost characters only space ghost was normal uh, Zorak and Brack were both and still are San Diego Comic-Con exclusive characters that you can only get if you spend crazy amounts of money on them. So what do you think about San Diego Comic-Con exclusives? Good idea? Bad idea? Indifferent?
3: Um,
1: yeah, I mean, honestly, indifferent. I I'm so torn on the collector market in general. Uh, Maggie mm-hmm. says, I think they want to make money, let them. Uh, Paul says they are getting redonkulous. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's the whole thing. It just depends. Like, I get wanting to be a collector of things because I, I have that mindset. I just don't usually have the money to be one or mm-hmm. like comics. I kind of went a little crazy with comics for a while and then eventually got to the point where I'm like, this is dumb. Like I got to stop. So uh, now I just don't. By By comics at all at uh, <laughs> like all, yeah, but you know like I God what i first i I bought there was some series that came out, and I bought every variant cover of this four issue mini series. I still never read the mini series, and it's not even an, anything I've ever heard anybody talk about, so it was just useless useless money throwing at a thing, but like I get it, at least Funko pops and stuff it's a thing you can see, comics go in a box. <laughs> Funko Pops, you can see it's sitting on your shelf, um, but if it's if it's like the some of the exclusives can be kind of pointless. Like like you said, I I the idea of the timed exclusive is interesting. Um, I guess it just depends what you really want out of it.
2: Like, uh, I mean, so it's no, it's no mystery that, or it's no secret that I'm a big Ram Man fan. Uh, but if I wanted to get a Ram Man Funko Pop, I would have to spend at least $50. And I'm sure they've gone up and it's just, it's just Ram Man. There's nothing fancy about it. It's not like, uh, alternate mini comic colors or anything. It's just normal old Ram Man and a regular Funko Pop would cost you 10 bucks. Ram Man costs you 50 plus. Just because he was San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. And it seems shady to me that mm-hmm. when they do things like that, when you just take a normal character presented in a normal way, and then really jack up the prices by making it a limited run or an exclusive run. is the box have different printing on it? Uh, all it? It has a sticker that says it's a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. <laughs> it's like the box is even different sticker. Uh, it is, really. That's what I mean it's not shows. like it's signed by anybody like if they signed these things by maybe one of the original voice actors or something crazy then it w- then it's like oh okay i totally get it this is a limited run it comes with maybe a certificate that's signed by someone special but from what i can tell and i obviously i don't own this kind of thing cuz this is that's where i draw the line you know like you have to as a collector draw a line of what you will and will not accept and that's mine is that There has to be a reason for me to pay that price
1: point. And there is none. Um, Matt says, you guys totally need to make Ocon exclusive Grawlix action figures. Pimp yourselves out. Yeah, I'm for that. And if we made action figures, they would be limited run for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Quality. uh, Amoresh says quality few is okay. Uh, Maggie says, I want the Jesse figure with grappling hook. That would would be the funniest thing because, like, I
2: I could use the grappling hook. I could like throw it up on top of things and get it to stick, (laughs) and then I could not climb that rope to save my life.
1: Well, it's just for uh, (laughs) for swinging. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's more (laughs) of a weapon, really.
1: Just swinging around,
2: hit people with the hook, tear faces off with. Yeah, that'd be brutal. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. The Jesse action figure is vicious. (laughs) Paul says there's collecting something you enjoy. And then there's collectibles just to say you have it or buying collectibles. Yeah. He also says, that's why you got a Rammy board for 25. And yeah, that's Jesse, how, that's why
2: I was able to afford it.
1: <laughs> Cause I didn't buy a $50 Funko pop <laughs> And Jesse with Kung Fu grip. <laughs> Matt D says rainbow. Uh, sorry. I'm reading it. Batman 66 it. Yeah, I oh, mean, I could just—I could climb a grappling hook if the building went sideways for me to walk up. That'd be awesome. Yeah, there we go. That would be good.
2: I'd—I'd I'd be okay with that. <laughs>
1: okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on in our podcast. So this week, okay. first up, uh, it was a day late and a book short. No, it was a day late. But yesterday, the new episode of Grolic Cinematic Universe comes out. That is one of the regular podcasts we do. I'm joined by hey, where the F is Jasper? We got yeah, where troll. is he? Our our, Man. our troll is not in the chat today. anyway. Grolic Cinematic Universe, Jasper and myself. Jasper's usually in the chat. Uh, we we pick a themed double feature. Watch each movie, review them, and then pitch a match-up a mashup cinematic universe. Yes, Jasper is sleeping under his bridge. That's probably true. Um, <laughs> or in a dumpster behind Wendy's. <laughs> so, uh, this week, uh, since this quote-unquote season of the podcast, we're doing Tarantino movies. Because, um, man, it just happened to work out that we did this leading up to the release of this new movie. Good timing. But, uh, basically... I discovered that Jasper hadn't seen like any of Tarantino's earlier movies. So this season we're doing all of his movies and we are up to Django Unchained. But we're pairing each movie with something interesting. And this is, again, this is a Jasper idea. Uh, Yesterday's episode, we paired Django Unchained with Wild Wild West. And uh, I realized there's a lot of people in this chat that love Wild Wild West. So (laughs) it was was
2: was an entertaining episode. episode. Yeah. I listened to it yesterday while I was doing some work, and uh, I I enjoyed it. It was good, uh, good talk.
1: Yeah, it came together. It w- it wasn't too bad. I actually, you know, I'm I knew Jasper. I do. It's a funny, campy movie. I knew Jasper liked the movie, although he always, if I have a, whatever. We talk about it in the episode. I feel I still feel like he soften softens his affection for certain movies if it's something that I dislike. <laughs>
2: It's hard not to do, especially when everyone hates the unicorn store and you, (laughs) and you kind of enjoyed it. (laughs) You kind of, you kind of come at it with a little less zeal. I think
1: (laughs) that's true. That's I'm sorry, Jesse. It's
2: okay. It's okay. I just really like glitter.
1: I I gave it three stars stars and then just crapped on it the whole, this whole episode. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, uh, and that's all it deserves. It only deserves three stars, but, um. But to be fair, I didn't just crap on Wild Wild West all GCU. I tried to I definitely did try to focus on the things I enjoyed. And there are there are some things to enjoy in that movie. Mainly the visual effects. But and then Django. Um glitter is the herpes of crafting supplies. I've heard that before, actually. <laughs> That's so oh, I don't love it in my normal life. Uh no, it can stay on the TV screen. Matt D said in, it, on their floor. Enjoyed the talk, but not the Wild Wild West. So Matt D, I I reached out to Matt D to try to get him on that episode, and he declined. And I have a suspicion it's because of Wild Wild West. But you know what, Matt? I think we just missed a huge possible opportunity because Wild Wild West was based on a 1960s TV series. It was a reboot, if you will. That could, yes, that could have been a crossover gold situation. But uh, I didn't think about it till like literally last night. So (laughs) it's all good. Um, now on the Grolix podcast front. Yeah, that's right. We do another podcast. It's called the Grawlix podcast. It's kind of like this, but more comic book talk. Yeah. And, uh, on that coming up this month. Uh, so I'm thinking Batman curse of the white knight is coming out, uh, this week. I think the first issue drops Mm -hmm. and, uh, Jesse, I know you just, was that today? That would be today then. Cause today's new comic book day. Today. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's new comic book day. Um, but Jesse, I know you just finished the first I guess first in the series, the Batman White the, Knight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the first and miniseries the, or whatever it
1: is. It's like a Batman Elseworld's tale. And yeah. I love that book, so I think that's what we're gonna talk about next episode of Grawlix.
2: Yes, I, I am on board for this.
1: It's good, everybody. If you uh if you're a Batman fan or if you're think if you if you heard of this book, or maybe you hadn't, but Batman, White Knight, I recommend it. Spoilers it's for whatever we're going to talk
2: about. It. Uh, it's been too long since we had a, just a straight Batman book on the show. It, oh, it yeah, for sure. It seemed like it was like every month we did a Batman book, and uh, it's been a while. I mean, like Batman
1: showed up in some things we've talked about, but he has not been the star. I'm interested to see if we'll be able to get Melanie to read it in time for the episode, but I think she would actually enjoy it. It, I yeah, think I think it is my favorite Harley Quinn it. story that I've read in comic form.
2: Oh, bar none,
1: bar none. Yeah, but I'm not so a good. huge
2: Harley Quinn fan, other than the animated series. That's the only Harley Quinn I can handle.
1: Oh, Rainbow Sparkles. We were just after Wild Wild West. We were just saying, um, next episode of Grolics podcast, we will be discussing Batman White Knight because the new the like the sequel series will be coming out, Curse of the White Knight. And uh, Jesse and myself have both read White Knight fairly recently, so we figured it's an excellent book. It's a good opportunity to, uh, it's a good reason to take the time to talk about it on the show. And then after that, we will finally get around to the poll list episode, which will be just, it's all actually all comics on growlicks podcast. This, this is crazy. How long since we did that? (laughs) It's been a while. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking about, uh, deadly class volume one. So yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm excited about that one too, because, uh, very, very different books, uh, Batman white Knight versus, uh, Deadly class because deadly class is not your typical superhero flair or, or affair or whatever word I'm looking for. Whereas Batman obviously is playing with the idea of superheroes and
1: supervillains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I'm excited. I'm excited. It'd be good to get, do some get back to our comics roots. <laughs> actually read some comics. That's the biggest issue. I've fallen off of reading. I've fallen off of everything. All right. So, <laughs> um what else? I think that's a that's the main stuff we got coming coming up. Alright, well, let's see. Friday. We will be back here again, same time, same Grolux time, same Grolix channel, uh to talk about what's coming out in the movie theaters, some movie news, uh whatever else. Um if we want to throw another Open-ended question? Conversation question? Um, well, Paul like Paul in the
2: chat asked about... Uh, I Did you see the uh, article that I posted into the uh, Grolix podcast group? Which you can find on po- uh, the Grolix podcast uh, Facebook group is the one that we're talking about. You can find that on Facebook. I believe it's just slash group slash Grawlix podcast. That, yep. That's probably how you get to it. Um, did you see that? It was about Quentin Tarantino and uh, his... His attempt to, he's still trying to make um, a volume three. I didn't even know he was trying to make a volume three uh,
1: oh, to Kill Bill. It's so interesting. It's got to be the new movie coming out, right? But there, it's so interesting. Like, I keep seeing articles about the, the prequel, the Pulp Fiction prequel he wanted to do that never got done. And, but yeah, I did see that. He s- still would like to do uh, uh, Kill Bill volume three.
2: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I didn't get really into it. I just saw it and I was like, oh, and I, I kind of put things in the chat so that uh, I don't forget about them. And then what do I do? I promptly forget about them. <laughs> <laughs> and thankfully, we have uh, Paul
1: to remind me or I would have spaced that entirely. We can still do uh, fingers crossed for your uh, for your mashup between that and uh, the Street Fighter with Chiba, right?
2: Yes. yeah, So baby's yeah. world. That was my that was my thought was that we need to see what happens, not with with ki- kiddo, but
1: with uh, with her daughter. I need to pimp that episode around more because I don't know that I properly really pushed that artwork you did for it around. I need to I need to throw that artwork out there and just push it everywhere. Although I will say uh, the Grolic Cinematic Universe, in which Jesse was a guest on, we discussed uh, Kill Bill Volume 2 and the Street Fighter. Jesse came up with this great pitch and actually had like made artwork for it. That episode is the most downloaded GCU episode of the last phew, multiples. Last Oh many. wow. Be, lots of people listen to that one.
0: Oh
2: good. Good, I'm glad. That that makes me feel a little bit better about sinking all the time into that artwork cuz I was like, why why am I doing this just because it's funny and I want to do it. And it was <laughs> I mean, I guess it's worth it on that alone, but sometimes I just sink my time into things that like after the after the fact I'm like why did I do
1: this? <laughs> oh, I I fully understand that. I fully get that. Um. All right, everybody. The sultry tones of Jesse K. Yeah, uh, we need to end this. We need to end this. It's okay. We started a few minutes late, so it's fine. I have a doctor's appointment. I got a checkup. So as soon as uh, we Ma- get off, Maggie of Europe... did. Uh... Yeah. What did Maggie she, do? Said,
2: uh, she said? She said movie homework. So not a clue. We could we could talk over the theme song if you want to do that. Uh, but you guys just be thinking about that. So that no, on
1: Friday, we have some yes. ideas. We should definitely pick them before Monday, so people have <laughs> time to watch them. Uh, yeah, think about if anybody has suggestions. Ideally, something that most people can get easy access to to watch. Um, Friday, come pitch them at us Friday, and then we'll have uh, the weekend and the beginning of the week to watch it. All right, thanks everybody. So you all should go to emcpod.net slash sixties reboot. Yeah. <laughs> random, random pippage for a. Uh, uh yeah. I'll be uh, Matt Matt D. That's Matt D's podcast. You should go over there and listen to it. And uh it got a it got a recent redesign. So oh shiny. And it's on the electronicmediacollective.com website, but uh, that does not flow off the tongue. So I did get like a short URL for some stuff. Uh, EMCpod.net, which also does not flow off the tongue. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but EMC probably cost a bajillion dollars. <laughs> Dude, the EMC, just EMC? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. that wasn't happening. Uh, yeah. it, anything super short. And then, man, the .fm is a pretty cool uh TLD, but those are super expensive. They yeah, know I don't understand with- why.
2: Like nobody, they're not household names yet, so it's weird yeah. that they've become so expensive. But they are.
1: I know it. I know it. Um, but yeah, I figured if anything, EMCPod.net it matches up with the Twitter account, which is EMCPodnet, and so it'd be a good, at least like a short URL service, kind of like I have, like how I have grawl.ly. <laughs> <laughs> so I could do Grawlix, you know, G R aw.li slash x yeah anyway All right. okay everybody have a good have a good Wednesday good Thursday we'll be back Friday I gotta go talk to my doctor and disappoint him I'm sure <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what it is anymore he just gets so disappointed in me <laughs> and he's gonna make you wait for
2: probably a half an hour you're gonna get there early you're gonna have to wait for twice the amount of time because that's how waiting rooms work mm-hmm. and then you'll get in there and he'll be like Oh, what have you done with your life?
1: <laughs> he was so proud of me for like half a year. Oh, and then I started backsliding and he's just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. did you do this? Um, n- no, I thought <laughs> about <laughs> it. Well, I I did this for a little bit. I had a desire to do I, it. I, you know, <laughs> I, I almost, that's progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. We're growing right. and we're learning.
3: <laughs>
1: this is what this is about getting older. I stopped wearing all of my sparkly clothes and eventually <laughs> I was, actually that's not true. I did not grow up. I wear all black all the time. So that's no, what yeah I yeah. More <laughs> <was a> <laughs> He's under. still stuck in the 90s. <laughs> There's nothing 90s about black. Black is eternal black, black is, forever. is everything black is everything <laughs> black and nothing
2: black is what I see when i when I close my eyes at night it's the first <laughs> thing I see when I before I open them <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, uh,
2: Matt D says that he sent you some email that you should read while you're reading while you're uh, in the waiting room because those magazines they leave in the waiting room are garbage
1: they are they are okay Matt I will. Oh, I see that. All right. Okay, everybody. Yeah, I do need to get out of here and start driving. So take it easy, everybody. And you too, Jesse. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye.